Alrighty, everybody. Good afternoon. And we are here at Divisional Round Playoffs for the NFL. Eight teams remain. Exciting weekend of football. Wiz, how are we doing today? Yeah, doing doing well. Looking forward to the games this weekend. Uh, some uh, interesting things that took place last weekend. A lot of news uh, regarding teams that are in the playoffs and teams that aren't in the playoffs regarding uh, a lot of coordinators, uh, coaches, uh, a lot of shifting around. It's going to be a lot to keep track of uh, come you know, come the offseason. Yeah, it will be a busy offseason. I think currently there are 10 teams uh, needing offensive coordinators. Uh, seemed like the axe fell on a couple of people as far as, uh, I guess, almost like in a scapegoat fashion where – you know, we talked about Zach Taylor. If he lost that football game last week, what that would mean for his future as the Chargers coach. But uh, they decided to go with firing a, a bunch of assistant coaches there. And uh, we saw the same hammer fall down on a bunch of assistant coaches around the league. Was Yeah, there's no question about it. Uh, you know, it just, it just seems interesting, uh, the dynamics of uh, what's taking place. And as far as, you know, the head coaches, I think uh, – Kind of everyone's going to wait to see where Sean Payton ends up, and then uh, going to go back uh, to there. I think if there's a a good spot for him, you may see him end up on the uh, sidelines for some team this year, uh, um, depending on depending on the situation. So we'll uh, we'll have to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, and that kind of pushes against like the recent trend in the NFL where you've had all these young guys uh, getting head coaching jobs and Sean Payton's a guy that's been around a while, won a Super Bowl with the Saints, obviously, with that organization from the Bill Parcells tree, uh, looking for some big, big money. Um, uh, let, let's see if someone's able to open their pocketbooks for him. Uh, there are some interesting opportunities in terms of direction of, of, of a few of the teams that, that he actually is talking to. Uh, I think there's uh, some complex relationships involved with some of the others, uh, but it will be interesting to see where that chip ends up landing. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we have some exciting games and uh, it seems, I guess, conventional wisdom talking to people um, is that the Sunday games, I don't know, seem to have a little bit more of excitement and, uh, and uh, people are looking forward to seeing that uh, Bills-Bengals game. Of course, that rematch of the game that got canceled on the Monday night game, and uh, along with the Cowboys and 49ers. And uh, it looks kind of, you know, I think people are kind of looking at the Saturday games as kind of like the appetizers, if you will, and uh, it just worked out that way. But uh, well, well, so let's get to the Saturday games. The first game kicking off Chiefs and Jags. Jags right now listed as, I mean, the Chiefs are right now listed as a nine-point favorite. Under and over is 53. For me, I'm gonna I'm gonna just take the wait and see approach. I may look at things for live wagering, um, but from a standpoint right now, I have no view on the game. I think the line and the total is correct, so I'm gonna take a pass as far as the line and total on the game. What say you? Yeah, I'm kind of uh, of the same mindset. I I think I have a small lean for this game to be under. Uh, that's the, that's the one thing the point total point total seems a little on the high side for my liking. These two teams did meet earlier in the season, uh, in that game, it was a 27, 17 win by the Kansas city chiefs. Uh, it was kind of a breakout game for Pacheco. He had 82 yards rushing in that game. Uh, I, I, I do remember that, uh, in that particular ball game, uh, that 
Trevor Lawrence was under heavy, heavy, heavy pressure, having to scramble. He ended up having 26 yards uh, rushing that day. But, you know, Chris Jones is the leader with his defense, and the, the front seven for the Chiefs is impressive. Their secondary is not. Uh, if they're able to get a pass rush, it's going to be make life pretty miserable. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Chiefs get out to a lead, it's not going to be the same scenario as happened last week where uh, the Chiefs, uh, sorry, where the, char- the Chargers relinquished that lead that they built up uh, against the Jaguars. That same thing would not occur in this particular ball game. I, I do have a small lean towards the Chiefs as well, but I am kind of uh, nine points is, is kind of heavy in my for my liking. So for now, I'm not doing anything in the game. Like I said, it was 27-17 the first time around. I, I will point out, Wiz, if you look statistically at what Mahomes has done in the divisional playoffs, it's pretty sick. Uh, he's 4-0. and His completion percentage is 70%. He averages 310 yards a game. His passer rating is 114. And he's got 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions. So well, something's got to give. You got <clears throat> something has to give, right? Because you have those numbers with Mahomes, and then you have Trevor Lawrence, who's never less, uh, who's never lost a game. That's great. Mm-hmm. Saturday. Yep, crazy so, stat. Never lost on a Saturday. So, so something is going to give in that game. I was looking at any weaknesses uh, on the under and over props <clears throat> on anything. I couldn't find anything. They they were priced they they priced uh, correctly as far as I'm concerned. Uh, the guys that I feel are going to have strong games. Kelsey and Kirk, you know, I think their lines are priced right. So I'm going to take a pass on that game and the totals uh, on prop plays. And now well, let's let's get to the let's get to the Giants and Eagles. Yeah, I'm just uh, just on the prop plays, Wiz. I am taking two Jaguars in this game. Uh, I'm taking the actually I'm taking three bets. Actually, I'm going over two and a half touchdowns from Mahomes. I'm going over 62 and a half receiving yards for Christian Kirk. Um, the one I have the most confidence in is Trevor Lawrence. Over 15 and a half yards rushing in this ballgame. Yeah, I mean, he did that in the first game. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it and I didn't see uh, anything that stand out. But, but Kirk looked dynamic in that game. And if they play the same kind of man to man defense that they did against Jacksonville the first time, it's the kind of, he, he's the receiver that uh, Trevor Lawrence has the most confidence because he's a terrific route runner, quick in the middle of the field. So uh, I could see that one. Let's get to your beloved Giants. Eagles are seven and a half, 48. I do have a view on this game, but I'll let you talk about this one first because you're a uh, Giants fan. And uh, how do you see this one in terms of the spread or under and over? Yeah, so it's, it, it, this is a tough one to gauge with in that, uh, you know, on the surface right now, it certainly looks like two teams going in, in, in slightly different directions. The Eagles haven't quite been themselves, especially with Jalen Hurts. Uh, coming off that injury. The Giants have momentum coming into this football game. The two teams have played each other uh, twice in the last month. Um, the fir- the, and, and in both of those games, well, in the second game in particular, the Giants rested everyone. Uh, in the first game that the Giants played the Eagles, the Eagles were kind of bursting on all cylinders uh, on both sides of the football, and, and, and the Eagles are talented on both sides of the football. Uh, they were able to do what they wanted. The Giants did have a couple of defensive starters out in that particular ball game as well. Uh, you know, these teams are very familiar with one another, Wiz, in terms of having, you know, the divisional rivals, turnpike, uh, you know, turnpike series, if you will. They play each other twice a year, so there's not tremendous uh, mystery around this. You know, last week I had a lot of confidence about the Giants playing against the the Vikings. I don't have that same level of confidence here. I this is a game that I'm going to. If you remember last week, I mentioned that 
one of the teams last week in that in that uh, Buck Cowboy game was going to be winning that game in a route, and I'm going to wait to bet the game in game. And I'm kind of of the same mindset here, where I kind of want to see what ends up happening. I could see the Giants winning this football game, where once again it's looking like Jalen Hurts is not quite himself, or the Giants just not being able to keep up with you know one of the teams that you look like to be the one of the top three teams in the NFL for most of the year. So I'm shying away for it from it. I, I I do hear a lot more clamoring for the Giants than the Eagles again, um, and I don't have the same level of confidence with this line that I did last week. Yeah, I have I have, an, I have a pretty strong opinion on this game. I, I like Eagles a lot in this game. Um, I just think when it comes to these things, there's a real recency bias. Um, and I, I'm looking at the Giants' schedule. I know Daniel Jones is playing well, but honestly, from a passing perspective, um, their their passing game had really three good games that I could look at, and two of them were against the Vikings. And the other game was where Daniel Jones had to throw most of the way because the Lions were beating up on them, and he had some pretty big numbers in garbage time. Other than that, his passing numbers are not strong at all. No. Um I agree. And I do agree with that. This, I don't have that confidence. This is a different type of game in the sense that the Eagles have a terrific offensive line. The, the Giants are not going to have as many possessions, not as much time of possession. I just think the Eagles go on these long drives where they beat you up with the running game. And uh, I, like the, I like the Eagles wing seven and a half, and I like Daniel Jones under passing yards for for several reasons. One, I think the fact that he has added his running game and the, and the, and and the Giants and Dayball have implemented that running game, that's going to take away from the passing game. You know, Barkley, they're going to want to give him more carries. And I, I just feel, uh, combine that with the Eagles' offense of time of possession, uh, I just don't think there's going to be many opportunities. So I'm going to take the Eagles. I'm going to leave seven and a half. I feel that game was tricky a couple of weeks ago, right? Anytime you get a situation where a team is like a 14, 15 point favorite, they need the game and the other team is resting their starters. The game doesn't mean anything to them. We, we see this all the time. Uh, and a, a team comes out flat. I think this is going to be a completely different story. I have a lot of confidence in Eagles and I have also confidence. I'm going to play in my prop plays, Daniel Jones under Passing yards. Yeah, and I'm, I'm just curious uh, if you're hearing the same level of confidence as it was last week going into the game where, and again, I was very confident about the Giants against the, the Vikings last week. Do you seem to, does it seem to be to you that uh, that same level of confidence is out there again? Yeah, you know, I, I still think it's the same. And I think, again, it's recency bias. I mean, you haven't seen Eagles in a couple of weeks. When we saw them last, they looked flat in that game that we just talked about a minute ago. The Giants looked well in their last couple of games. But it, it, the, the whole game, playing on, you know, this type of surface, outdoors, a team that can really ground and pound you, um, I just feel like the game is going to be a lot closer to the game that they played during the middle of the season uh, rather than the game that they just played a few weeks ago. So hey, I, 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 I'm not going to disagree with you. And the way I look at it is the Giants are playing with house money this year. Uh, this was this has been a great season for them in terms of getting to where they are right now. Uh, but the, the, the road probably ends here. 
Uh, I'm, I'm with you on under Daniel Jones, 214 and a half yards, I believe it is. He has averaged 220 yards against the Eagles in his five career starts. Uh, but I'm also taking the over on Daniel Jones rushing at 42 and a half. We talked about that bet last week, uh, and I think you got to run with the same thing this week, Wiz. Yeah, I just think it's going to be a different game. I think you'll have design runs for Daniel Jones. I think you'll have plays where Daniel Jones is going to have to just run out of the pocket with a terrific pass rush. And then I just also feel, uh, you know, with the Eagles offense, I just feel it's a different game. You're going up against the Vikings, and those possessions go fast and furious. And the Giants are getting the ball a lot. Uh, they don't really have to worry about the Vikings sustaining drives and kind of wearing out your defense. So it's just a different type of game. So um, we'll see how it plays out. I'm I'm really feeling good about the Eagles and under Daniel Jones passing yards, and uh, you like Daniel Jones rushing yards. So. Let's go to Sunday here. Yeah, and I just, um, I just want to add one other thing, Wiz. When, when the Eagles got beat in their only game, because I don't count the game that Minshew got beat, I'm talking about when Jalen Hurts was quarterback in this team, uh, the Washington, uh, Washington uh, Commanders was a team that beat them. They ran for a ton of yards that day. Uh, the Giants really going to have to have an effective day rushing the football, I think, to win this football game. And, you know, you pointed out the Giants' best two offensive efforts, yes, against the Vikings, but both of those times were in that cushy dome. Uh, and, that, yeah, and, 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 you know, I'm not giving excuses for make, or making excuses every Eagles game that they didn't play well, but that was a strange game as well. I, that, I believe that was a Monday night game. That's right. And uh, that was a game where, you know, despite everything that took place, he hit, I think, Quez Watkins on that long play, and they, they he, you know, fumbled the ball. They were probably going to win the game. And, and a lot of things took place in that game, but yeah, I mean, if the Giants play that type of game, but I just don't think the Giants can play the physical game that Washington played that game with. They're pounding the ball to Brian Robinson. They're more of a finesse team, and I, I just think that's going to play into the Eagles' hands. So, well, yeah. we'll 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 see what happens. But I, I just feel pretty good about the Eagles in, in this game and and, and under. Uh, passing yards to Daniel Jones, but uh, look, I know there's a lot of people in the New York area that are going to certainly be rooting for the Giants. Um, Sunday has these two dynamic games here. Let's start it off with the game that will be kicking off at 3 o'clock. Bengals at Bills, rematch. Um, two elite quarterbacks, um, two high-powered offenses. Right now, it's listed Bills 5.5-49. I'll let you start this one out. How do you see it? So this line's the one that's been moving the most. Uh, I think uh, I want to say this line started around three and a half, four, depending on what you were looking at. So it's moved to five and a half. The reason why it's moved to five and a half, in my opinion, is the fact that the uh, Cincinnati Bengals are going to be without three of their offensive linemen starters in, in Collins, Kappa, uh, and uh, Jonah Williams. Uh, that's a problem um, for the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, the, the, the first time, it was, believe it or not, was, it was only three weeks ago that these two teams played or getting ready to play on that Monday night. Uh, it acted as a little bit of an appetizer. Obviously, the DeMar Hamlin uh, incident took place in that, in, on, on that day. Uh, we never got to see the, the finishing uh, of that football game, unfortunately. Uh, that particular night in Cincinnati, uh, it looked like Cincinnati was going to run up and down the field against the Bills. Uh, I, I guess I have a little bit different feel right now. Um, 
And, and the fact of the matter is, uh, Joe Burrow is going to probably be re- running the football a bit in this ball game because the, the Bills, I know they don't have Von Miller, but they're going to try to get some pressure on him. Um, the one thing that's interesting, Wiz, is I feel both of these teams are not necessarily playing their best football. I think if you look at the Bengals, they kind of struggled in two straight games against a, a Ravens team that was kind of maligned, in my opinion. Um, the Bills are turning the football over way too much. Uh, Josh Allen in particular, uh, that's problematic. However, the crazy part is when the Bills have turned the football over more than three times in a game, their record is four and one this year. The rest of the NFL, 12 and 62. So somehow they're able to still get it done despite making mistakes. Um, I don't know that you want to make the same level of mistakes uh, against Joe Burrow and this offense. I think Joe Burrow might throw the ball 50, 60 times in this game, Wiz. I really do. Uh, the one thing will be interesting to see if they give Joe Burrow more help, i.e. playing uh, 12 package a little bit more with two tight ends or Hayden Hurst staying in to block a little bit more. Um I know one thing was I think Jamar Chase, uh, if you look at the number of targets he's gotten in 13 games, which I think is approaching uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 150 right now, uh, Jamar Chase is going to be busy again. Uh, Tredavious White is back and getting healthier for sure. Uh, I, I, I am, I when I went into the playoffs, Wiz, I loved the Cincinnati Bengals to get to the AFC Finals, and with this offensive line stuff, I've kind of turned away from that. Uh, and the Bills are home, and I like the Bills in this particular football game. All righty. Um, well, we'll get to play a props in a minute. Let me just talk about the game as well. So I look for stats and trends and just something I could pick on, and something that's, 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 that's stayed throughout the entire season. And I, and I found an interesting stat for the Buffalo Bills. Four times – the Bills won a game by four points or less. So they played his game, or maybe, you know, they, they didn't play well. Josh Allen didn't play well. Maybe he was playing hero ball. Maybe he was looking past the team. Maybe the Bills were looking past the team. And I'm interested to see how they did the following week. So four times this year, the Buffalo Bills have won their game by four points or less. Every time the following week, they have won their game by 10 points or more. So I love that stat. It shows to me that Josh Allen maybe did some things he shouldn't have done, or maybe the Bills didn't play a a smart game. Maybe they were looking past their opponent, but they had tremendous focus the following week. So with that, all of that being said, I am loving the Buffalo Bills in this game, playing five and a half points. And uh, for the reason you mentioned as well, where I feel, uh, you know, Joe Burrow takes a lot of sacks, and I just feel this will be the type of game at home where I think Buffalo is going to bring their A game. They just haven't played their A game, a lot of it obviously due to the Hamlin situation. But for all of those reasons, I'm loving the Bills, and I'm going to lay the five and a half points on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I, like I said, the offensive line bothers me. Not to say that the injuries to the secondary for the Buffalo Bills don't trouble me either, because they're not going to be... I think Poyer's going to play. Micah Hyde's not going to play. Obviously, Hamlin's not going to play. Uh, so they are going with a few backups there as well. But hey, they're going to have to get some pressure. Obviously, without Von Miller, they get less pressure. But I, I just I just worry about this game. That stat, I did not know until you just passed it on. So gives me a little bit more confidence. I, I will tell you one thing that looked like was going to happen, and I actually bet this that particular night. Uh, the line that night going, if, I, I don't know if they, they don't, they, there's no stats for the game because they call the game off. Uh, in his first two carries of the game, uh, 
James Cook had 20 yards rushing. His over-under that day for, the, for going into the game, I think the line was 28 and a half yards rushing for him. Now, last week towards the end of the game, the Buffalo Bills started to run the ball more effectively in that particular game. Uh, it was against the Dolphins, and that game was actually Singletary at the end of the game uh, that started to get busy. Uh, but I, I think this is a big James Cook game. Was uh, I'm, I'm going to be betting the over in James Cook rushing and receiving yards, 51 and a half. Uh, I see him having a very big football game. I'm probably going to go for catches for Jamar Chase. Uh, I think that's one thing I'm, I will be looking at. Um, and I'll probably will put something. I think the line was 11 and a half, but I think Joe Burrow is going to be running a little bit in this particular football game because of the line issues. Uh, so over 11 and a half rushing yards uh, for Joe Burrow as well, Wes. And I love Josh Allen over rushing in this game. Um, I watch what Cincinnati does when they play Buffalo, and they're playing, they're rushing three guys, and they're playing eight back, including doubling digs. And um, they are going to beg Josh Allen to run, run the ball in this game with that playing that defense, and he's going to take them up on that. You are going to see uh, several, and I mean between five and ten, design runs for Josh Allen in this game. This is the type of game, unlike in Miami, where they felt they had a game in, in, in control and they got up for the big lead, and they probably with with without their with their third string quarterback, you know, maybe they 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 just had a, a lack of focus, which shouldn't be in a playoff game, but it appeared to me that it was the case. In this game, it's going to be all systems go. We didn't see Josh Allen take off and run that much. There are going to be design runs, and against that type of defense, where Buffalo is saying, where Cincinnati is saying, the way to beat Buffalo is to get Diggs frustrated. We want to don't let him get off early. We want to double him. We want to play guys back, and that's going to lend itself to your point as well, where I think James Cook is capable of having a big game as well with some short receptions and some runs. But I'm feeling extremely confident about Josh Allen over 47 and a half yards rushing in this game as well. All right. Fantastic. And that brings us to the final game of the weekend, which, uh, wow, a fascinating, fascinating game because of, I should mention that three of the teams coming into this weekend have really long winning streaks right now. Uh, the, the Niners have won 11 in a row. They've won all 11 games that Christian McCaffrey's been part of the team. I believe the Bills have now won eight in a row, and I think the Bengals have won nine in a row. So, so there's some big winning streaks at stake here. Uh, but nonetheless, Wiz, the Cowboys are going to California uh, to play against the San Francisco 49ers. Brock Purdy has been incredible. Uh, we just mentioned uh, we just mentioned McCaffrey. We saw Debo Samuel get back on the field last week with a with a monster week. Um, I will say this, Wiz, the the one thing that is slightly troubling to me and Look, I, I, the Cowboys had played terrible for a couple of weeks in a row. Um, they came and showed up against a, an inferior Tampa Bay Buccaneer team. Um, I guess the one th- thing that I'm kind of vexed with is that the San Francisco 49ers, as good as their defense has been this year, uh, they've gotten a little bit sloppy. The Raiders kind of lit them up. Seattle looked pretty good against them in the first half. Uh, if Dallas can come come in here on their A game and make sure they put the ball in Mr. Pollard's hands, uh, it could be a very interesting football game. Uh, I am leaning towards the Dallas Cowboys in this game. I do worry, and, and what Brock Purdy has done this year has been nothing short of phenomenal. Um, I think they crank up the pressure on him, and, and it remains to be seen how that pressure gets handled. I like Dallas a lot in this game. 
I think the best thing Dallas has going for them is playing on the road. I think, you know, the, these playoff games at home, the crowd starts going against them um, when they're playing sluggish. I think being on the road is going to help them. I also think getting that monkey off that back of winning that playoff game last week is going to free them up. Um, I know Brett Mayer and all of that stuff that took place, and you don't want to have, have a, in a game that could be close. You don't want to have your field goal kicker having doubts. But all of that put aside, I like the Cowboys in this game. I watched the first half of that game. I mean, Seattle was really moving the ball easily against the 49ers. That's number one. Number two, there were a handful of plays where Brock Purdy was like, Playing like Fran talking to him against the Seahawks defense, scrambling from sideline. That's not going to work in this game on Sunday. Uh, I just think that the Cowboys defense is going to jar him, rattle him. And I want to see what happens in a situation where if the Cowboys can get on top of them and kind of make the 49ers one-dimensional, how Brock Purdy is going to handle that pressure. So for those reasons, um, I like the Dallas Cowboys a lot in this game with the four points. And uh, – I don't even think it's going to be a matter of covering. I think they're going to go in there and win that game. That's uh, that's a strong call. I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I'm definitely leaning Dallas in this particular ball game. I we said it before uh, the last game was that we thought because you know, Pollard had kind of disappeared with that injury in the last four or five weeks. Uh, you did mention about the uh, the Dallas Cowboys in the road. The Cowboys have been on the road for their last four football games. So what's another one? Not a big deal. Uh, if the Cowboys are relying on Viscaino, that guy is a terrible kicker. I know they kind of signed him and. Uh, Brett Mayer has been tremendously solid all season long. Um, he kind of had a Chuck Knobloch moment last week. Hopefully he's kind of shaken off those cobwebs and, and he'll be ready to go. Uh, I, I do think this defense means business. And I think it's, like I said, Purdy's going to have to have a really good football game and he's going to have to do it against a really good defense. Yeah. And I respect all the, you know, the Niners and they're, they're, they're I mean, look at the players. I mean, they have guys that are up top three at their position, a tight end and wide receiver, running back. Ayuk is a terrific 1A receiver there. Their offensive line is, is strong as well. But I, I just feel the quarterback could be in a different type of situation this week than he's faced any of the weeks since he's been a starter. The competition has not been strong Uh for the 49ers that they've played since Brock Purdy has been named the starter. So I think I think Dallas is going to go in there, and I think they're going to win this game. And I think you're going to see the two superstar players on that Cowboys offense in Lamb and Pollard both have strong games. And, uh, and I just think that defense is going to rattle Purdy. They're going to sack him. They're going to hit him hard. And uh, they're going to make him think a little bit more than he has in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I, I really feel pretty good about Dallas going there and get this win this week on Sunday. Yeah, it's quite interesting, though, was uh, Shanahan, I believe, uh, against the spread uh, since he has been the head coach of the Niners. I want to say he's 5-0-1, so he has been pretty successful there. But, you know, again, th these two teams haven't played each other since January of 22, uh, it was a regular season game uh, that they played each other. It was a 23-17 win by the 49ers. Uh, in that particular game, uh, Dak Prescott had 254 yards passing, one touchdown, one interception. Two years ago, Wiz, in 2020, Ezekiel Elliott did not play. Tony Pollard was the lone back, and he had 130 yards. He had a big game. It was, it was during the playoffs, actually. He had 130 yards, total yards, and two touchdowns. Um, 
Tony Pollard, 70 and a half over total yards. I'm taking the over in that particular one. The last time these two teams played, uh, as I mentioned, in, two, in 22, uh, the big receiving threat actually was, was Dalton Schultz. He had seven catches for 89 yards. His lines for catches is four and a half. The receiving yards is at 48 and a half. So it'll be interesting to see once again. Because uh, look, this is a, this is a this is a front seven for the Niners that can be pretty aggressive. Uh, so you could see Dalton Schultz very busy once again. I'm entertaining taking both overs for Dalton Schultz as well. And we've noted when Debo Samuel's around was a little bit different for Mr. Kittle in terms of performance. I'm taking the under 46 and a half George Kittle receiving yards. Yeah, I, I, I hear you on those. It makes sense to me, and I, I think this is going to be with CD Lamb really. Um establishes himself as, as one of the best receivers in football. I think he's going to have a, a, a big game. Uh, I'm loving him over 77 and a half yards receiving. Uh, and I was looking at Pollard total yards as well. So uh, that's it for me. Uh, any other thoughts, analysis, uh, prop plays, anything? No, no, that's about it. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited for the game. You know, as a giant fan, uh, I'm open-minded and hopefully they show, I just hope they play a good football game. Like I said, the way I look at it, they're playing with house money. They've had a successful season in their first season on the table. Um, I'm not going in expecting a win this week the same way. Uh, I think the other football games are, are, are all interesting games. Obviously that stat with Trevor Lawrence is, 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 I, you know, I think it's 37-0, and 0, high school, college, and, and pro, which is pretty remarkable when you think about it on Saturdays. But uh, in, 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 the, in the first 37 games, he did not play against Patrick Mahomes. Right, exactly. But uh, we'll see what happens. And look, you know, I think there's two schools of thought, right? Jacksonville kind of got, you know, people got lucky in that game, and now they're meeting uh, going on the road, and they're going to get blown on Kansas City. Or that that that's something that could really carry momentum over to the next game. I will say this: in these games, Kansas City has gotten off to slow starts in almost all of these postseason games the last couple of years. We'll see. I think this is another one for me. Again, I didn't have an I don't have an opinion before the game starts, but I'm gonna tell you this. If I see Kansas City get off to a good start, I may jump on them and if the line moves up to let's say ten or eleven and a half points, I may be okay with that. So if I see Kansas City get that ball and get off to a hot start, I may play some live wagering myself and jump on the Kansas City bandwagon. But if it's one of those games where it's they don't, and Jacksonville is moving the ball, and they get off to a 3 nothing lead or a 7 nothing lead. I'm just going to take a pass on the game and say, here we go again with Kansas City. But I- I'm going to look to see the start of the game for Kansas City and see how they get out of the blocks. All right. Sounds fantastic. Well, enjoy all the football games, everybody. Uh, divisional playoffs, four excellent football games, eight excellent teams. They didn't get here uh, because they haven't played well at the right time. So, Everybody have a good weekend. Uh, Like I said, Wiz, pleasure as always, and look forward to talking about uh, the conference finals next weekend. Yeah, you got it.